Hello and welcome to Daily Prayer today for August 24th, 2021. Glad that you are with me. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Redeeming God, we give you thanks that through the gift of our baptism, you have clothed us in your grace and made us heirs of your promise. By the power of your Holy Spirit, set us free from all that we fear and let us live according to our faith. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our readings for today are Psalm 54 and 146, 1 Kings 1, 32, and then 2 verses 4 through 46b. Acts 26, 24 through 27, 8. Mark 13, 28 through 37. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 54. Save me, O God, by your name, and vindicate me by your might. Hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to the words of my mouth. For the insolent have risen against me, the ruthless seek my life, they do not set God before them. Selah. But surely God is my helper, the Lord is the upholder of my life. God will repay my enemies for their evil, in your faithfulness put an end to them. With a freewill offering, I will sacrifice to you. I will give thanks to your name, O Lord, for it is good. For God has delivered me from every trouble, and my eye has looked in triumph on my enemies. Psalm 146 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God all my life long. Do not put your trust in princes, in mortals in whom there is no help. When their breath departs, they return to the earth. On that very day, their plans perish. Happy are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the strangers. God upholds the orphan and the widow. But the way of the wicked God brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. 1 Kings 1.32-2.46 King David said, Summon to me the priest Zadok, the prophet Nathan, and Benaiah son of Jehoiada. When they came before the king, the king said to them, Take with you the servants of your lord, and have my son Solomon ride on my own mule, and bring him down to Gihon. There let the priest Zadok and the prophet Nathan anoint him king over Israel, then blow the trumpet and say, Long live King Solomon. You shall go up following him. Let him enter and sit on my throne. 
He shall be king in my place, for I have appointed him to be ruler over Israel and over Judah. Benaiah son of Jehoiada answered the king, Amen. May the Lord, the God of my Lord, the king, so ordain. As the Lord has been with my Lord, the king, so may he be with Solomon, and make his throne greater than the throne of my Lord, King David. So the priest Zadok, the prophet Nathan, and Benaiah son of Jehoiada, and the Cherethites and the Pelethites went down and had Solomon ride on King David's mule and led him to Gihon. There the priest Zedek took the horn of oil from the tent and anointed Solomon. Then they blew the trumpet and all the people said, Long live King Solomon. And all the people went up following him, playing on pipes and rejoicing with great joy, so that the earth quaked at their noise. Adonijah and all the guests who were with him heard it as they finished feasting. When Joab heard the sound of the trumpet, he said, Why is the city in an uproar? While he was still speaking, Jonathan, son of the priest Abiathar, arrived. Adonijah said, Come in, for you are worthy men, and shall be sh- surely you bring good news. Jonathan an- answered Adonijah, No, for our lord King David has made Solomon king. The king has sent with him the priest Zadok, the prophet Nathan, and Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, and the Cherethites and the Pelethites, and they have had him ride on the king's mule. The priest Zadok and the prophet Nathan have anointed him king at Gahon, and they have gone up from there rejoicing so that the city is in an uproar. This is the noise that you hear. Solomon now sits on the royal throne. Moreover, the king's servants came to congratulate our lord King David, saying, May God make the name of Solomon more famous than yours, and make his throne greater than your throne. The king bowed in worship in the bed and went on to pray thus, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who today has granted one of my offspring to sit on my throne and permitted me to witness it. Then all the guests of Adonijah got up trembling and went their own ways. Adonijah, fearing Solomon, got up and went to grasp the horns of the altar. Solomon was informed, Adonijah is afraid of King Solomon. See, he has laid hold of the horns of the altar, saying, Let King Solomon swear to me first that he will not kill his servant with the sword. So Solomon responded, If he proves to be a worthy man, not one of his heirs shall fall to the ground. But if the wickedness is found in him, he shall die. Then King Solomon sent to have him brought down from the altar. He came to do obeisance to King Solomon, and Solomon said to him, Go home. When David's time to die drew near, he charged his son Solomon, saying, I am about to go the way of all the earth. Be strong, be courageous and keep the charge of the Lord your God walking in his ways and keeping his statutes, his commandments, God's ordinances, and God's testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, so that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn. Then the Lord will establish God's word that God spoke concerning me. If your heirs take heed to their way to walk before me in faithfulness with all their heart, and with all their soul, there shall not fail you a successor on the throne of Israel. So the kingdom was established in the hand of Solomon. Acts twenty six twenty four through 27, 8. 
While Paul was making his defense, Festus exclaimed, You are out of your mind, Paul. Too much learning is driving you insane. But Paul said, I am not out of my mind, most excellent Festus, but I am speaking the sober truth. Indeed, the king knows about these things, and to him I speak freely, for I am certain that none of these things has escaped his notice. For this was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. Agrippa said to Paul, Are you so quickly persuading me to become a Christian? Paul replied, Whether quickly or not, I pray to God that not only you, but also all who are listening to me today might become such as I am, except for these chains. Then the king got up, and with him the governor and Bernice and those who had been seated with them. And as they were leaving, they said to one another, This man is doing nothing to deserve death or imprisonment. Agrippa said to Festus, This man could have been sent free if he had not appealed to the emperor. When it was decided that we were to sail for Italy, they transferred Paul and some other prisoners to a centurion of the Augustan cohort named Julius. Embarking on a strip of Adramitium that was about to set sail to the ports along the coast of Asia, we put to sea, accompanied by Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica. The next day we put in at Sidon, and Julius treated Paul kindly and allowed him to go to his friends to be cared for. Putting out to sea from there, we sailed under the lee of Cyprus because the winds were against us. After we had sailed across the sea, that is, off Cilicia and Pamphylia, we came to Myra in Lycia. There the centurion found an Alexandrian ship bound for Italy and put us on board. We sailed slowly for a number of days and arrived with difficulty off Cnidus. And as the wind was against us, we sailed under the lee of Crete for Salmon. Sailing past it with difficulty, we came to a place called Fair Havens near the city of Lacia. And from Mark thirteen twenty-eight through 37. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branches becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near. At the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or that hour, no one knows, neither the angel in heaven nor the son, but only the father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come in, the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn. Or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And when I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. That was a, a long stretch. I'm probably going to cut some of that out. Um, uh, but, okay, so we have First Samuel, or not, uh, First Kings. Solomon has now taken over as king. And he has given these, um, that is all accomplished, right? They, they put together this 
cohort, they go and march Solomon before all the people and then have him sit in the throne of David and a proclamation um, sort of is given by proxy from David. Um, they, these important people in the uh, town, in the city of Jerusalem, um, Benaiah and Zedekiah, Zedekiah or no, um, anyways, uh, all of these people are saying, this is now the new king. And everybody's saying, you know, long live the king. We have a new king now in Jerusalem that's great, his Solomon. Long live Solomon. Well, all this ruckus and all the sound is coming up from Jerusalem, and the people over at um, where the other son is trying to crown himself king. Uh, I can never remember this guy's name, but that's okay. Adonijah. Nope, that's somebody else. Yeah, that's Adonijah. Um, he goes, What's going on? And one of the sons of Abiathar says, They've crowned another king. It's it's Solomon. Everybody's excited about it. And so Adonijah realizes that he's been sort of outmaneuvered. And so everybody just leaves from that place. Because again, the transfer of power in a monarchy can be a very, very dangerous time, especially if you are part of that family. Adonijah knows that he is in trouble. In fact, he he holds on to the um the horns of the altar. Now, this was an important um, uh, image. The altar there, the place where the, the sacrifices were made, this was a place where someone, uh, someone who had accidentally killed someone else, someone seeking justice, someone seeking mercy, could go to, these, to the horns of the altar and hold on to them and seek that justice and that mercy. So he does this and he says, you know, don't, don't hurt me. And Solomon says, okay, bring him to me. And he asks for, for mercy and Solomon says, fine. But if you cross me, I will kill you. And we have these words from David to Solomon and they are chilling. They're horrifying, right? Um, because instead of passing on sort of like the, these good qualities that David has that we have seen, his instructions for Solomon are, these people that I showed mercy to, that I was a good person about, kill them. Kill them all. So David wants Solomon to take revenge all, on all of his political enemies, and so he does. Um, Solomon is also particularly brutal in many ways. He sets things up where he, uh, he kills uh, Joab, who also goes to those horns and has him killed while holding on to the horns. Uh, not a great thing. He sets up where um, the old man is supposed to stay in Jerusalem, and if he ever leaves, then he'll kill him. And so he kind of sets it up where this is going to happen but he's sort of kind of absolving himself. It's, it's pretty troubling, and it's not meant to be a good thing. <laughs> this is not meant to be a, oh, look at Solomon. He's so great. Um, there are some things that are great about Solomon, but um, he also takes a lot of the bad from his father. So, um, yeah, there we have that. Then we have from Acts, Paul is 
has just given this full sermon and this full sort of testimony to Agrippa and Festus. And um, Festus says, you're, you're out of your mind. You've been thinking too much. Um, and, and Paul is like trying to persuade, it seems, Agrippa to become a Christian. And he even calls him out on it and says, do you want me to even right now quickly to become a Christian? And he goes, yeah, quickly, long time. I don't care. You and everybody here, I, w- I want you all to become Christians like I am, except for these chains. Um, this is his deepest desire that people come to the Lord, that, that people come home, they repent, they, they come back to the living God. Um, that appeal, that uh, urgency that Paul has is certainly something to be admired here, even um, before the most powerful people in his country. In chains, he is willing to um, unequivocally uh, proclaim the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel, he writes to the Roman church. Well, Festus has enough, apparently, for a letter and sends him, uh, Paul, through uh, as a prisoner eventually is going to go to Rome, and we are starting that journey. Um, He's with a centurion guard, and basically the centurion is tasked with getting him to Rome, however that is supposed to be. Um, And so they are starting to to take ship after ship and kind of finding different places, and you notice the weather is getting bad. We will find out that uh, it's not exactly the best time to be banking these journeys, and that will certainly come into play. We'll hear more about that. And then in the gospel, Jesus is finishing up this uh, long sort of discourse on the end times and reminding them, just, just, just like the fig tree, you see it when it's ready to go into bloom. You, there are signs, there are things that you know that that's the appropriate time. Just so. In the world, there will be signs, and there will be times to understand that this exactly what time it is. So be watchful. He suggests that we be like slaves whose master has gone away. Um, always sort of looking over the ed- or, or the out of the corner of our eye, making sure that our master may be coming back anytime. And when he does come back, we don't want to be found sleeping. Um, this is not quite that uh, <laughs> uh, Jesus is coming, look bu- busy sort of thing. Um, more of a just keep, keep at it, keep working. Um, be found at work rather than uh, sort of, making things up or whatever it is. I don't know. Um, Those are our readings for today. Let's go ahead and join together in prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. Eternal God, we praise you for your mighty love given in Christ's sacrifice on the cross and the new life we have received by his resurrection. Especially we thank you for ministries of teaching and pastoral care. Those who work to help and heal. Sacrifices others have made for our benefit. Opportunities for our generous giving. 
the presence of Christ in our weakness and suffering. People of God, for what else do we give thanks? We give thanks for this day, for the joy that we are given, and the good news that we have to proclaim to everyone. God of grace, let our concern for others reflect Christ's self-giving love, not only in our prayers, but also in our practice. Especially we pray for the church in Latin America. A right relationship between humans and the earth. Those who are wounded or face death. Those who keep watch over the sick and dying. All who speak up and take action for what is right. People of God, for what else do we pray? We pray for the people of Afghanistan and Haiti, the friends and family of Joe's daughter-in-law who passed away suddenly, Donald and Deborah, friends of Bill's, Joan and Keith, former co-workers of Bill's, Louisa, Linda's granddaughter, Kathy, a friend of Jan Ann's. Deborah. And Joy, a former play school teacher. Almighty God, you have made us in your image and crowned us with honor and glory. Shape us by your word and fill us with your spirit so that we may live as your beloved children and proclaim your saving love to our life's end. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now let us continue to pray using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now, like good stewards of the grace of God, let us serve one another with whatever gifts we have received. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for Daily Prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else, click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, johncalvinchurch.org, for more information. Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship, the Presbyterian Church USA 2018 edition. Our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Thanks for joining me. Have a blessed day. We'll see you next time. Bye.